So Sweat Sisterhood is a platform, it's an online platform. I always call it a community because that's really the approach that um, I feel like it is headed or that it is today. What I do is I help busy women with their daily workouts, they're all home workouts. You don't need any equipment. You don't need to like go to a gym and have like a squat rack available. All you need is your dumbbells, your yoga mats. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Small Minded Podcast, this little space on iTunes or Spotify where you can come and hear stories of small town, small businesses, strategies that help them grow, and basically just celebrations of the people who come from small towns. In this avenue of podcasting, one of the perks of being a podcast host is having the opportunity to sit down and talk shop, right? So specifically, I've been able to interview friends and people who inspire me to just like be better, right? And in today's episode, that is no different. I am so thrilled and honored to be able to sit down and talk with my friend Erica Hermsen of Sweat Inspire Sisterhood. Now, as you'll hear in the actual interview, she and I can't quite nail down when we started working together, but it started like this. I heard about her on the internet. I signed up for her online fitness platform, and the rest is history. This is probably in 2017, 2016-ish, but in the years since, Erica has grown from not just offering pre-recorded workout options via Facebook and email. She has evolved into an online fitness and wellness community of women from all across the nation, small towns to big city, and helping them set goals, eat healthier, practice fitness from the comfort of their homes, and really be able to support small towns along the way. Hers is definitely a story of having an idea, growing that idea, reaching for more, but keeping the essence and the values of the business front and center as she grows. And I think not only are you going to hear A, how much I love the Sweat Inspire Sisterhood program and the ways it's benefited me, but you're also going to hear her passion for supporting women and supporting small town businesses. And you're going to get some strategies that she's used and some insight into how to grow this entrepreneurial thing that you're thinking about from just like a seed in your brain to a full-fledged business. And she is actually the first person I've had on here who employs others as a result of her business. So we'll be able to see inside how to do that as well. So without further ado, here is the interview with my friend Erica Hermsen of Sweat Inspire Sisterhood. Well, welcome to my friend Erica Hermsen of Sweat Inspire Sisterhood. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast today, Erica. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. Erica is so awesome. I, Erica and I probably got to know each other I don't know. Has it been like three years, four years? I think longer than that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been using the program for a long time. And um, then we ended up working together on some projects and then we just like become internet friends and we've only met in real life like twice, but it feels like I've known you forever. (laughs) Um, Kind of like everyone in the sisterhood though, you know, like we're all strangers, but it feels like we've known each other forever. Oh my gosh. And we're going to dig into like what the sisterhood is and what Erica does in a little bit. But in short, she has an online fitness community and definitely the community aspect is what makes this stand apart. And just what you said, like we might not know each other all like in real life, but we recognize each other from the sisterhood. And like, there's been times where people like at my daughter's therapy sessions, like someone came up to me one day, they go, Molly. And I turn around, I'm like, hi. She's like, I recognize you from the sisterhood. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know you do. (laughs) 
we're like, you know, it's like just these small town connections, but we're connecting online too. That's a perfect representation of what it is about like strangers <laughs> that you might not know each other, but you know, you're out in the community and you're like, Hey, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here I am like, we'll get into it. But then I keep bringing stuff up, but yeah. And then like, we see each other through like the successes and we support each other through maybe the low moments in life. And like, we'll talk more about this in a little bit, but I just think that it's become more than just online workouts. It's definitely a community for women and helping each other through life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So now that, we, now that we've done that intro, um, can you just maybe be a little bit more specific than I was? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're at, what you do, and give us the rundown. All right. So my name is Erica. Um, Thank you, Molly, for the intro. I am a small town girl, just like Molly. Um, I actually grew up in Farley, Iowa, which is about 15 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. away from Molly. Um, She's in Cascade, and I grew up in Farley. Um, I lived there until I graduated college. I actually graduated from the University of Iowa with a degree in health promotion and health coaching. Let's see. Other questions. What were your other questions? (laughs) I know. I have a tendency to ask like several questions in one sentence. So that's a little bit about your history. So then tell us like, what are you doing now? I am located in Kansas. Um, We actually moved from Kansas City, Missouri to Kansas. Um, We just bought a house back in May, but I've lived all across the country. So right out of college, um, I kind of just wanted to go explore. And that's actually where the sisterhood was created. So I'll get into that a little bit more as we go through, but after college, I moved to San Diego, Uh, lived there for about two years, moved to Seattle, lived there for about a year, moved to Tampa, moved there for a year. um, And now I'm back in the Midwest. And the beauty about the sisterhood and creating like an online platform is just having that capability of just moving it from place to place and still staying connected with the participants in the program. So That's sort of the backstory of the sisterhood. Um, My intention when I first started was to just post workout videos to stay connected to people in my hometown of Farley. And then it kind of just branched out from there. Like Sally from Farley told her best friend, Sarah from Florida. And then, you know, it just, it just branched from people all across the country. So it was kind of cool. Uh, Let's dig into that first, what you just said about like how it began was actually just a way for you to continue because you were a fitness coach at a gym, but in Iowa, but then when you moved, you wanted to continue training these ladies, right? Right. So then how did you do that online? I can't remember who exactly it was, but I used to coach classes at the Memorial Hall in Farley. And it was about 15 to 20 women and we would get together in the mornings and I would just take them through, I think it was like a 5.30 or a 6 a.m. class. And then when I told them I was moving, I think we were both just heartbroken. Like, how do we stay connected? How do you still take me through these workouts? Um, So someone just reached out one day when I was living in San Diego and she said, hey, would you ever post online workouts? And this was, I want to say six or seven years ago before you know, online fitness was like a thing. Um, So I would record the workouts, I would post them to Facebook. We didn't do anything live, it was all recorded. Um, I think it started out with those same like 15 to 30 women who, you know, worked out at the Memorial Hall in Farley. But yet I was in San Diego still able to take them through a workout class, which was pretty cool. So just technology over the last seven years has developed. And with being a small business, you have to change with technology. Otherwise you're going to be left in the dust. So that's kind of the backstory there. Um, now we do live workouts too. So that's been a fun addition. Oh, I love it. And yeah, when you got this started, like you said, six or seven years ago, like the online fitness platform was not what it is now. Like you were no. still watching infomercials and buying those <laughs> booty burn DVDs if you wanted to work yeah. out at home. but I think you are so cutting edge and ahead of the times because you are utilizing some of these networks that brought people together socially, but you kind of had this idea of, man, this could work really well to grow my business too. Like when you went into that, did you know that you wanted to make this your own business or was it just kind of a natural evolution? 
natural. Um, I had really no intention of like being an entrepreneur. And again, I was working at a gym in San Diego and just doing this as like a side hustle or a hobby, if you want to call it. And it was, I think it was one day when I was coaching like a running group and a guy made this comment like, oh, well, what are you going to do like for a real job? And I got into like this argument with him. I was like, how is this not a real job? You know, I'm helping people better their lives. I'm, I'm being paid for it. Like, how is that not considered a job? And then from that moment on, I was like, you know what? I can do this as a real occupation. This, this is being an entrepreneur. It's, you know, like cutting edge. Like you said, it's not something that's out there yet. Like, yes, people are being like YouTube stars or whatever, but there was nothing like small local. It was all like, Hey, people all across the country, if you want to watch my YouTube and that wasn't the platform um, or the route that I was looking to take. It was all small. It was Farley, Iowa, Dubuque, Iowa. And that was the approach that I wanted to take. So it was kind of just a natural thing. I love that. And I love that as you kind of sought out to travel and live and experience different areas of the country, you were able to not only take this business with you because as long as you had your equipment and you had a space, like you could do this and you could take your business with you, but also continue to grow that community. Right. Yep. Like even the people in San Diego, I still stay connected with. They're still in my program. The people that I met in Tampa, again, you know, those people, I might not be able to see them physically, but they're still in my program. We're still connected. So everywhere I've lived, I was able to build a community, take that community with me online and then, you know, branch out from there. Oh, awesome. So I guess before we dig into any more questions, maybe we should talk about, okay, so it started off as just like some videos that you recorded. So what is Sweat Inspire Sisterhood today? You said you have some live videos, but just give us what is Sweat Inspire Sisterhood to you and what do you offer? So Sweat Inspire Sisterhood is a platform. It's an online platform. I always call it a community because that's really the approach that um, I feel like it is headed or that it is today. What I do is I help busy women with their daily workouts. They're all home workouts. You don't need any equipment. You don't need to like go to a gym and have like a squat rack available. All you need is your dumbbells, your yoga mats, and you can either press play in the morning. So we do a a. 6am live workout, or you have the ability to go on your app. So we have an app slowly being developed, but it's an app that has over like a thousand workouts. Um, So people can choose seven minute, 10 minute, 15 minute, 30 minute, 60 minute, whatever works in their schedule for that day on their app. Otherwise they can join us for the live. So it's a little rundown of what it is, but basically it's a community of women who like to work out and motivate and inspire one another. Oh, and I just love, like you had said earlier in this interview, as technology and times have evolved over the last six years of your business, like you have adapted and it's like, you've gone from having just like these pre-recorded videos to then a Facebook group to then doing live recordings. And now you have this app where, like you said, there's thousands of videos. There's like, if you want to work out your booty for seven minutes, you have videos for that. If you want a 50 minute total body strength training, you've got that. So there's something for everybody and it gives you the convenience of being able to work out from home. So whether you're in the city or if you're a rural person, you can do this. Right. And just like you said, like, you know, adapting, like I realized very, very early on, like I couldn't do this seven days a week. I could not physically and mentally post a video and record a video seven days a week a 30 minute video, 60 minute video. So then I got the idea, well, why don't I just, you know, bring other people on board, just like a gym? Like, why don't I hire other people to teach classes and, you know, do the same thing in their own home? They're not having to drive to a studio 15 minutes to teach their class. They just pop on live on our sisterhood page. They record their video and then it's uploaded to the members membership site and their app so that they can choose whether they want to work out with Erica or somebody else do a different workout like yoga. So again, like you said, adapting is like, it's, it's huge in this industry. And I love that you brought that up too, because I think you're our first interview where I don't want to say this wrong, but I think you are the first interview I've had where 
you are not a solopreneur anymore. You are still like the CEO and visionary that's driving Sweat Inspire Sisterhood, but you have other people on your team who are helping you implement your ultimate goals. So can you talk a little bit to the various people you have on the team and you don't have to mention them by name, but maybe just the roles that they support you with? Yeah. So Molly and I had talked about this before um, we jumped on, but being an entrepreneur, you realize really early on, whether it's the first year in business or second year that you can't do it all. Like you can wear five hats for maybe like a year and try to, you know, figure it all out, such as like your taxes and your marketing and your email and everything. But it gets to that point where you're like, I can't do all of this. And you lose like that creative spirit when you try to be everybody. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it was like two or three years into um, the business when I rebranded that I'm like, I can't do all this. And I'm not the best at marketing. So I'm going to hire that out. I'm not the best at teaching yoga. Like I enjoy it, but I'm not the best at it. And Sometimes it just drains me to come up with like a yoga class because I'm just, I'm not there yet. Not one of my extreme passions to teach yoga. So I started writing down all these things that maybe I didn't enjoy so much or the things that I wasn't like an expert at. And I started hiring that out. So currently we have um, a yoga instructor. We have another girl that teaches a kickboxing class and a treadmill class. And then I'm also hiring a Zumba girl. So somebody to teach dance or Zumba. So I'm just branching out so that people have options because maybe they don't want to see Erica every day. You know, they want a little bit of variety. I also realized that I couldn't do everything in regards to marketing. Like Molly knows that that's huge. Like you have to think of your email. You have to think of your Facebook, your Instagram um, messages that people send. So I started hiring some of that work out. In 2021, we're looking to do some website revision. So again, hiring that stuff out. So it's like your first two years in business, you're trying to figure everything out. After that, you're like, okay, this isn't my passion. Um, This isn't what I enjoy doing. Even with like house stuff, like Michael and I, my Mm -hmm. boyfriend sat down, we're like, we don't like doing this stuff. Can we just hire it out so that we can focus on the things that we actually like to do and that grow the business? So I mean, you can speak on this too, but the only way to truly grow is to bring in help because Mm -hmm. you can't do it all. Like you can't. And I think it's so smart and you're speaking right to the entrepreneurs who are listening where like you definitely go through seasons of being an entrepreneur at the beginning. Yeah. I was just like you, like I wanted to be able to do all the things. And for a while you can, because maybe your client base is a little smaller, or maybe it's just like, it's not as demanding on your time. Maybe I feel like my time was like, I could kind of spread it around a little bit more at the beginning, but then once things start really ticking and you want to grow, then I think something shifts in your mind where you're like, a, I can, like you said, focus on the things that I'm passionate about. And then like maybe outsource the things that I'm not passionate about. Or the thing that I do too, is like, I'm not efficient at this. Like I might be able to do it, but I'm not efficient at it. It would take me four hours to do this compared to a professional who would take like one hour. So those are the things that I've started outsourcing too. And I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, in order to grow and to scale, you have to be able to let some of these things go to other people and trust them to help you get your ultimate vision. Mm -hmm. And like, number one thing is trust. Like your first year, two years in business, you're like, well, how do I hire this out? How do I trust somebody else with my business? Like, this is my baby. Like, how do I hand over my baby to like this daycare provider or, you know, somebody who's, you're hoping that they have the same intentions. You're, you're hoping that they're going to do an equally good job, but you just like, you have to trust them. And that's, that's kind of where I started. Um, It was actually at Camp Climb and I'm like, okay, I know I need to hire out like newsletters or emails or whatever. And I'm like, I know I want somebody that is Midwest, somehow Midwest related, whether they grew up in the Midwest or they live in the Midwest. I always came back to that. Okay. I trust Midwest people. They're hardworking, you know, they're caring, um, all those things. And we can talk about that, you know, in a little bit when we talk about like the small town stuff, but it always comes back to like that Midwest feel, right? Like 
when you move to a different state and they see that you're from the Midwest on your application, you're immediately hired because they know that you have that hard work, hard work, yes, hard work (laughs) ethic. Um, But it's like, it's that trust and then hiring people that you know, or that are from the same town or from the same city or something that like, it helps you grow, but you also like trust them. So, and you're able to support them, right? So as you're outsourcing some of these parts of your business, you're also enabling them to support themselves or support their families. And you're giving that person the opportunity to be able to reach goals that they have. So I think that's a huge thing for what you do too. You're choosing to support these women in the Midwest with your services from the sisterhood, but also with what you do in hiring them to be on your team, or this is how I'm going to segue into this how you really support women-owned businesses and giving them platforms within the sisterhood. So do you want to speak to that a little bit about how you feature and highlight women-owned business? Absolutely. Um, I think it was about two years ago, I started doing these seven-day monthly challenges. It's seven days every single month. And I just wanted to somehow collaborate or give back to small local businesses because I know from personal experience, how hard it is to be a small business. And I know how hard it is to be a women-owned business. Um, So I was like, why don't we just collaborate once a month with a small, it can be local to the Iowa, whether it's Dubuque or Quad Cities or whatever, or it can be anywhere in the entire country. I just wanted it to be small. Um, I wanted it to be women-owned. So every single month we reach out to a women-owned business, or sometimes they even reach out to us and they're like, hey, we love what you're doing. Can we collaborate on something? So I give back to them by purchasing prizes for the sisterhood. And then we just kind of speak to each other. Like we speak to each other's audience, like, Hey, this is sweat inspired sisterhood. Maybe you didn't know about them. I kind of introduced their business. Like, Hey, this is so-and-so she owns this boutique. We also do discounts. So the sisterhood members receive discounts from Many of them are small local businesses, but some of them are major brands and they receive that every single month, such as, Hey, we added this new boutique to our discount code for you girls. So that's another way that we can just give back to those small businesses. I love that. And I think it demonstrates how you have a business that leads with heart and you have some really distinct like values of your business and you're finding ways to support those values. And I just, I really wanted to make sure we highlighted that because you're doing so much good in these small towns that I think it's very, I just wish I could share, but inspire sisterhood with everybody. And this is how I'm doing. (laughs) If you've followed the small minded podcast for any amount of time, you know, that behind the scenes is me, Molly the owner and operator of Molly Knuth Media. And at Molly Knuth Media, social media marketing for small town, small businesses is kind of our jam. We love to help small town, small businesses market themselves better online through workshops, digital courses, e-learning opportunities, and digital downloadable tools. And this month in particular, we're focusing on one specific platform that I get questions about more than any other. In 2021, Instagram is all the rage for small businesses. But if you've checked out that platform before, you know that that operates differently than if you're marketing on YouTube or Facebook or email. So this month at Molly Knuth Media, we are focusing on Instagram and helping you figure out the lay of the land a little easier. From workshops on hashtags to our signature Instagram Academy five-week group coaching program, We are here to help you learn Instagram, specifically how to market your business on Instagram. So head over to mollyknuthmedia.com slash shop for our workshop details and how to get registered for these programs. Again, that's mollyknuthmedia.com slash shop. And I'd love to help you learn Instagram and market your small town, small business better online in 2021. Um, Okay, so... I want to speak about one more thing and then maybe we'll transition into talking about like small towns and blah, blah, blah. But you also have a signature program that's part of Sweat Inspire Sisterhood, which I have had the benefit of several times. It's called Drop 10 in Five Weeks. Do you want to talk about the Drop 10 a little bit? I do. So 
Molly has been a drop 10 participant. I think, I think she's going on like five or six rounds. So <laughs> I love it. I like, learned something new every time. Like she will speak until she's blue in the face about this program, but I'm telling you like the connections that are made in this program will not be made in any other program. So the drop 10 used to be a five week program. Um, that's what Molly had just mentioned, but back in, I think it was two years ago, people reach out and they're like, Hey, I love this program, but it's, it's almost like information overload. So it's like, you're trying to do all these things in five weeks. And then by the time the program's over something like clicks and you're like, Oh, now I get it. So they asked if we could make the program longer. Um, and that's when I just, I, I had this light bulb moment and I'm like, okay, it needs to be like a phase or like a, a phased program where phase one is you're getting into the right mindset. Phase two is where you're taking what you learned in phase one and you're actually implementing it. So you're dropping the weight, you're dropping the inches based off what you learned in phase one. And then phase two, okay, we lost the weight. How do we keep it off? And how do we not go back to our old habits that we're so used to doing? So it's kind of how it branched out into, it started out as a five-week program, developed into a 12-week, and it goes through the mindset you know, of weight loss and all those other fad diets out there. And then it goes into implementation. You're putting the things that you learned into action. And then last but not least, it goes over maintenance. How do you maintain what you lost? How do you keep going with those good habits that you just developed and worked on for 12 weeks? So I, yeah, the drop 10 program is yeah. I mean, ultimately when you're looking at it, you're like, oh yes, I'm going to lose the 10 pounds and 10 inches but you find so much more than that. And like I said earlier, I've learned something new every single time I've done it. Like one of the biggest takeaways in my first round, I just remember learning about nutrition and like the three macros of carbs, protein, and fats, and like how my body specifically reacts to a different balance in those macros. And then maybe the next time around, I learned that, gosh, I've just learned so many things, but like you just learn about time management or you learn about like little things here and there in your habits that are sabotaging you or habits that you do that are really successful and helpful that you can capitalize on. So it's like, in essence, a nutrition program and a workout program, but it's also kind of like a self-discovery and personal growth program too. Right. And it's like, somebody's literally holding your hand through the process. Like you're not just doing this on your own. You're doing it with one, a coach who is holding you accountable. And two, you're doing it with a group of four women who are going through the same exact 12 week program that you are. And they're there to motivate you such as meal prepping, like, Hey, Sunday, where's your meal prep photo. Um, so there's, there's just so much support and so much like connection with your team and your coach that I, I to be honest, like, I think it's the best program out there, but I'm a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. Um, and then this is kind of where it comes in, where it is a community that sees people through the highs and the lows in their life. Because I know that like in the sisterhood, that's a big group of women and we're posting pictures of our workouts and like staying accountable that way. And then this drop 10 program is a little bit more intimate. There's less people and people have gotten really vulnerable in this drop 10 program and shared like some of the things that they've never been able to accomplish before, or we've had sisters in the program who've gone through like major life events. And I know that people have rallied around them and sent like care boxes and gift cards. And like, it's just been so much more than a workout group, which You're I think is cry. a testament. Oh my God. That's like a perfect, <laughs> perfect, like description of not only like the drop 10, the sisterhood, like we don't just go through like fitness together. We go through like deaths. We go through miscarriages. We go through breakups, divorces, babies, like literally everything you're seeing on this page. And women will share stuff on this Facebook page that they will not even share with their best friend or their spouse. Like it's just a place where you feel not judged. Like it's anything and mm -hmm. everything goes. It's crazy. It is such a light too, for people who may be like right now on social media, we can really get into the depths of like, oh, what a dumpster fire. But honestly, <laughs> like when you find community online and it's supportive and like you said, people are not judgy in these groups. Like everybody is showing up and rallying around each other. It's really a light and it's like a bright spot of your day. And even if it's like, if you're going through your newsfeed and you're like, oh man, it's like 
terrible news article after terrible news article. And then it's like, oh my gosh, look at this person and look at the success that she had. Like, and then you go click into the sisterhood group and it's just all of these happy, uplifting stories. And it is a bright spot in social media, I feel. And I I think think, like, to be honest, I think a lot of it has to do with the majority of the members being from the Midwest. Like if there's a benefit, like if somebody, God forbid, you know, comes down with a serious illness, like cancer or something that, you know, they just, they need to do a benefit for like, people are just rallying behind them. Like, Oh, you know, I will donate or I'll volunteer for this. And it's, it's weird, but maybe it it has to do with the majority of the members being from the Midwest. I don't know, but it's just, it's like this, this community of caring people that it's not just about sweating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Caring people. Yeah. Just people connecting with people. And it's so amazing. You're just using digital to connect them. Mm-hmm. And it's a testament to your business again, that you've been able to build something more than just a business. It's like, it's a community of really awesome women. Um, okay. So now we should probably talk about small towns. <laughs> um, so you already spoke to this several times about like how it's made up of a majority of small town people. And we're using small town in a relative term, right? Because like a lot of people are from the Dubuque area, which compared to my small town is huge, but comparatively to other places around the nation, Dubuque is not huge. But anyway, uh, I'm just giving context to those people who may be listening and not familiar with these towns I'm throwing out there. But what is it that made you want to help specifically? I know you said you had the connection to Farley, but like to make your business serving these communities is a distinct choice. And what is it about the small towns that made you say, yes, I am going to serve the people that are here? So I actually posted about this a couple of weeks ago. And when you support a small business, it directly impacts the community that you live in. Think about that. So if you're wanting to go out and buy a t-shirt and you have the choice of, excuse me, either supporting a small local boutique that maybe, you know, she owns a business 10 miles away from you, or you can go on to Amazon and give your money to them. When you're keeping that money in your town, you're supporting your entire town, your entire city. So that's why I always, if I'm looking to hire somebody, I'll look in my local hometown first. I'll say, you know, is there anybody out there that is good at um, email marketing or something like that? So when you support a small business in your own local town, it impacts the entire community. If people reach out to me to donate towards a charity or a benefit or a nonprofit, um, I always say, yes, no matter what, I will always give back to you. So again, it's like when you keep stuff in your small town, your entire community um, is impacted with that. So why it's important um, for me to support these small local businesses, even though I don't live there anymore. Um, I know that it's, it's huge because, you know, there's huge businesses out there like Amazon and Target, you know, they, they don't need that extra business because they have it all across the country. Um, So when you can, I always say like, support your local support, small businesses. I love that. And I think it's really important now more than ever in 2021 because we saw that 2020 sent us to our homes, right? Like we were in quarantine for a majority of the year and in certain places more so than others, but like having the option to be able to spend your dollars in ways that'll benefit your local community became even more pronounced. I feel like in 2020, would you agree with that? Absolutely. So if you think of, you know, your small local grocery stores, those are now closing because when you were quarantined to your home, you automatically placed your orders on Amazon or, you know, those larger businesses and you couldn't go out to these small businesses because maybe they, one of their workers come down with COVID and they had to close or something like you'll, you'll start to see that impact not even six months ago, but you'll start to see it in the next like three months, four months, because now those small businesses are starting to feel the effects more so now than even six months ago, go support those small businesses because they're having trouble paying their rent or paying their employees. So that's what it's all about is just giving back to those, those people that keep your hometown what it is today. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of just thinking and in my own head recently about like why I love small towns and small businesses in small towns. And I think a lot of it is that they are like customer facing, 
and they're directly working with the people in the community and they're pivoting so quickly. And I think about like the changes that they implemented over the last year. A lot of those were like, well, this ordinance came down and we have six hours to adjust. So here's what we're going to do. Whereas like in some corporate positions, like there is such a chain of command that removes the customer from the people making the ultimate decisions. And it's hard to implement like meaningful change in a system. I don't know if that's even the right word in a hierarchy like that. But in these small towns, they are hearing the concerns directly from the customers. They are pivoting to the needs of the customers. And I think that is something that can get lost when we look at these big boxes and big box retailers. Like you hit the nail on the head, even with uh, the sisterhood alone, pivot. Like that is a word for 2021 Mm -hmm. because you see, like for me, I have people, longtime members members that have been with me from the very beginning, you know, canceling and saying, well, I'm going to try out Peloton or I'm going to try out, you know, this large company that has millions and millions of dollars to throw into their programs. Um, So rather than just, you know, canceling or going to a different larger business, ask that small business, like, Hey, have you ever thought of offering this? This would make, you know, the program better or even with like classes, Um, we're trying our best to bring on more instructors because that's why people might be leaving. You know, it's, it's just like pivoting and asking your customers what they want so Mm -hmm. that you can make your small business better instead of like taking your blinders off and thinking, okay, how can I be Peloton? I don't want to be Peloton. I want to be the sisterhood, but I want to make the sisterhood better so that everybody enjoys it and, you know, is getting what they want. So, oh, I love that. So reach out to your small business instead of, you know, like going somewhere else, just say, Hey, did you ever think of offering this? Or, you know, they love feedback from you guys. And from a business owner's perspective too, if you get those kind of emails or phone calls where they're like, I'm going to cancel, it's important to have that follow-up question and be like, can I just pick your brain and ask you why? And it's not going to be like a judgment on you. I'm just honestly wanting to know so I can make my business better. Yep. And that's the number one thing that I always tell people, you know, I just want you to be honest. Like if you didn't like something or if you wanted something added that you maybe didn't receive, you know, always just tell me, tell me first, you're never going to hurt my feelings. That's how I make the program better. So just like, be honest, if you're going to cancel, just be honest with the person that owns the business. Like, Hey, I think you could run this better by doing this. Like we love feedback. We don't take that as like a slap in the face. We take that as, okay, this is how we can pivot and make our business better. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talked about mindset a little bit earlier in the episode, that's a mindset shift too, I believe for entrepreneurs where at the beginning it is kind of hard. And like somebody with Midwest small town values, you can feel like you're just hurting someone's feelings if you like put a complaint in. But from, I don't know if it's like two years in, three years in, like there's just a big mindset shift in the life of an entrepreneur where it's like, oh yeah, this isn't, a bad thing to get this criticism. It's constructive to help me get better. And then you start welcoming those things. And when you put out feedback forms, you're like, oh man, I almost wanted more complaints. So I knew how to make this better. (laughs) Not that I'm asking for a rush of complaints, but (laughs) it is like, it's helpful to help you pivot and continue to grow. 100%. Yeah. I like whenever somebody like says, oh, well, I just didn't like this. I'm like, well, tell me more. Like, tell me what tell me more things that you didn't like about it. Cause then I take those ideas. I'm like, okay, you know, this is how I'm going to do it better next month or in 2022 or whatever, you know, like it gets my brain thinking like, okay, you know, they didn't like this. So we're going to add this and they're going to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And like, you guys have pivoted, you added, cause you know how many of your members have those Peloton bikes or treadmills in their basements. And you're like, you're a run instructor. And so you're like, I can do that. And so you pivoted and added that class. And when I saw that you were adding Zumba, I'm no dancer. I don't pretend to be, but I was like, that will be so fun. (laughs) I love it. But it is, it's just like that ingenuity and entrepreneurial spirit. That's like, I can do this. I can change it. I can make my business better if I just tweak some of these things. Yep. And if I can't do it, I'm going to find somebody who can, and I'm going to bring them on board. Oh, yes. I am so excited about that, not from a podcasting perspective, but as a consumer of your products, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. (laughs) Okay. So I just have a couple more things and then we'll go into our like wrap up small talk round. 
So as we look ahead in 2021, why is at-home fitness, and I know a lot of us can probably answer this question ourselves, but in your perspective, why is the option to have at-home fitness and wellness options so important? Okay. One is just the obvious one, COVID, right? Like if we're quarantined, we can't go to the gym. So we're paying $50, $100 for a gym membership that we can't even go to. Two is time. So we're all busy, right? Like most of the people listening to this podcast, you're probably a mom. You're probably a business owner or, um, you know, you're in a business where it's sucking your time. So to drive 15 to 20 minutes to the gym, 15 to 20 minutes home from the gym, you know, pack a gym bag, shower there, get ready there, bring your breakfast, your lunch, everything there. It's just time. It's time sucking. So having the ability to literally just wake up, maybe work out with your pajamas on because you're not worried about what the other people at the gym are going to think of you. Um, you're in your own gym, you're in your own house. So you wake up, maybe your alarm goes off at 5:45. you're hopping on the 6am video, you have your 30 minute workout done. And then you get to like, go hang out with your kids for 20 minutes instead of driving back home from the gym. Or like, I see this a lot with new moms that are in the program. They have the ability to press pause if their kid or if their baby like needs a bottle or, you know, if they need to attend to a sick little kid, they have that ability to do that. They don't have to hire that out or take their kids to a daycare. So perfect for moms, perfect for people that just really don't have that extra 20 to 40 minutes to drive to a gym. And then lastly, money, like none of us have an abundance of money, right? So to be paying I don't even know how much a gym membership is now. Uh, I'm just going to round up and say, maybe it's $50 a month, $50 a month times 12 months. Maybe you go to the gym five times out of that month, because it's just like, I don't have the time or the energy to go there after work. It's just money sucking, right? So to be more affordable, to offer something where you don't have to devote 20 minutes to drive there and drive home. It's just, it's, you know, it's like, a no brainer. And to speak to the financial aspect of it too, like that $50 might be your gym membership, but if you wanted to work with a trainer and get a program and get like specifics on proper form, like that would cost you way more than that. And you're getting all of that in your videos. Right. Yep. Somebody is taking you through it. Um, I do my best to offer modifications. So people always email me and they say, Hey, I have this going on, whether it's like a rotator cuff, a lady last week, she said, um, I had surgery on my big toe. And I, when I do lunges, I can't, I can't bend my toe like that. So now in the videos for the next couple of weeks, I know to say, Hey, if you've had, you know, an injury where you can't do forward or backwards lunges, you know, I can, I can speak to those people, but at a gym, again, that's an extra fee. You can just go in there and not know what you're doing, or you can spend the extra $70 per hour to hire that. Um, and that's not even nutrition. So if you just want the personal training that has nothing to do with meals or nutrition or anything like that. So that's an additional cost. Um, I don't that's think why I just mentioned that you get like a weekly meal plan with the system. No, I just like, I think all of that is important, which is why I throw all of it into the program. No extra costs. Like it's all wrapped up into one. Here's what 12 ideas for recipes this week for your family. Again, no additional cost because I don't think it should be additional. Like it's all one thing. Like if you're trying to improve your health, why do you have to pay extra to have somebody help you? And then why do you have to pay extra to have somebody like help you with your nutrition too? Like that, that doesn't make sense. Oh, I think what you have is so important and so needed right now. I think 2021 is the perfect year to bring this kind of program on. And like you said, you get the fitness, you get nutrition, you get accountability in a group of other women. And like, just my personal anecdote, like I don't even use any of my other cookbooks anymore. I just have a binder full of my sisterhood recipes and that's what I pull from every day. So like they're good recipes too. Love it. Okay. One more question and then we'll go into the small talk round. So what are some ways that people can connect with you and find you online? Ways that you can connect with me personally is just reaching out via social media. So shoot me a private message. Like I love those when people send private messages because I can speak one-on-one -on -one with them instead of like to a large audience. 
Um, so reach out to me via social media, whether it's uh, my own personal Facebook um, or the Sweat Inspire Sisterhood business page. Just shoot me a PM, a private message. I really don't say email because my inbox is usually flooded with questions from participants. So your best route is just reaching out via Facebook or Instagram. And it's at Sweat Inspire Sisterhood on both of those platforms, right? Yes. Yep. And then if you're, if you're like, okay, I want to learn more about what she offers, just head over to www.sweatinspiresisterhood.com. Awesome. Okay. So now we're getting into the small talk round and these are just like my favorite things to know. So um, <laughs> no pressure, um, but I'll just give you like a couple softballs to like open this up. Okay. Okay. All right. Number one, what was your first job and what was a lesson you learned from it? Oh God. Uh, first job. My family owns a small restaurant in Farley, Iowa. Some of you will know it. It's called Bill's Tap. My job, I don't even know everything. So from dishwasher <laughs> to waitress to cleaning, um, the number one thing that I learned from it is obviously hard work because, you know, in the Midwest, that's our number one thing. But two is just listening to what the customer actually wants. So if they're mm-hmm. saying, I don't like this meal because this, listen to why they don't like it. Love that. All right. Question number two, what's your go-to snack? Ooh, that's a hard one. I love snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snack queen. Um, God, I don't know. I'll like, tell a story and I, let you think if you want. Okay, go for um, it. <laughs> so, you know, like how on TikTok and Reels right now, like there's a trend like, <laughs> Tell me you're 30 years old without telling me you're 30. <laughs> the other day we were cleaning out our spice drawer and I went, oh, and Ryan's like, what's going on? I'm like, I just found my everything bagel seasoning. It's a brand new bottle. And I thought I was out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Mix that in with a little Greek yogurt, some carrots or some wheat thins. You got yourself a great snack. Oh, okay. Yes. Pretty much anything with everything bagel seasoning, but I would say anything with peanut butter anything. Literally you could put peanut butter in everything. It's going to be good. I love that. Um, okay. What is your like, can't miss podcast or a book that you would recommend to anybody? Okay. Can't miss podcast. I guess it depends on like what you're craving. So if you're craving something small town entrepreneur, obviously Molly's, um, (laughs) I don't listen to a lot of health podcasts just because I'm doing that 23 hours in my day. Um, I really like like the entrepreneur podcasts. So Molly's is one of my go-tos. Um, Amy Porterfield is a great one for entrepreneurs. I would say probably those two. I don't listen to a lot of health ones just because my brain is in health all 23 hours of the day. Yep. So that one hour that I'm listening to a podcast is going to be something to make my business better. I like that. Where is your favorite place to get workout clothes? Ooh, that's a hard one. I guess it depends on how much I want to spend. I mean, (laughs) if it's, if it's like, I want something low cost and want to support a small business. I have like three to five go-tos. There's a bunch in Dubuque. We have like trendsetters. We have the V we have, God, I can't even think of them all, but if it's like, just an online website that's like low cost. It has to be um, one loved babe. Oh, I've seen you share about that before. Um, All right. Last question. And this one's a little bit harder. If you see, like, think about where the sisterhood is going to be five years from now, what are some things that you vision in that five-year plan? Hmm. This is kind of like one year plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I have a bunch of things written down that we're incorporating in 2021. Like I can't think in three to five years from now because I'm so like Focused in the moment. My right. Um, so pivoting is one thing. Um, adding more instructors. So like I talked about adding a dance class, maybe adding like a bar class. We're gonna keep yoga, we're gonna keep high intensity, maybe adding one other instructor that can do like a high intensity class. Like this morning, I was so sore. I just, I couldn't, I could not physically teach. So adding more instructors is one. Two is possibly creating our own app, really looking for an app developer. So if you're an app developer and you're out there listening to this podcast, reach out to me. 
what else? Goodness. I don't even know. I think those are like the two major routes that we want to take is just bringing more people on board and then creating a platform that we can still stay connected, but we don't know where Facebook is going to be in three to five Mm -hmm. years from now. There might not be a Facebook. I don't know. So just that ability, right. Just that ability to like be forward thinking like, okay, if five years, there's no Facebook, what are we going to use? So Mm -hmm. possibly just creating or developing our own app. Awesome. Well, Erica, I think that this has been just like a packed full episode of like business content, fitness content. Like, obviously we love the sisterhood and I want everybody to sign up, (laughs) but I just really appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge with us. And I think that you are a prime example of someone who has, is a forward thinking entrepreneur. You have community like built into your business. You have these strong business values. And I just want to shout it from the rooftops that this is where every woman who is looking for a fitness program needs to be. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, we do have a seven day challenge. So if you're looking to kind of like try it out, test out the waters, always start there. Like I will not take offense if you're like, uh, it's not for me. It might not be for everybody, but always start there. Like start with free. Don't ever pay for something first. I will never charge you if you don't like it. So start with free first. And those are at the beginning of every month, right? Beginning of every month. Yep. To kick off a new month. Awesome. And then if you decide you like that seven day challenge, they can sign up for the sisterhood. And then if they really like that, they can go up to the drop 10 program. Yep. Molly, will tell you, Molly will be like your biggest uh, supporter there. (laughs) Just send me a message. If Erica's busy, I can answer all the questions. (laughs) Well, thank you, Erica. And again, if you want to check out the sisterhood, head over to at sweat inspire sisterhood on Facebook and on Instagram, or head over to www.sweatinspiresisterhood.com. Thank you again, Erica. I loved talking with you and I think we had a great episode for the listeners today. (laughs) Thank you, Molly. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the small minded podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollycanuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded.